Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, I'd like to move into um, talking about setting up the infrastructure for online coaching. So uh, what I mean by that is <laughs> when we are an online coach, we're going to be asking for a lot of data. So we're going to be asking for weigh-ins. We're going to be asking for macros. We're going to be asking mm-hmm. for their training. You know, a lot of people and all of my grandparents think that online personal training is doing, okay, Luke, we're going to do a squat today and doing this. Like, yeah. that's, that's not quite how it works. And I spent all of Christmas trying to explain that that's not how it works. Um, so we're going to be asking for a lot of data. We're going to be working, like you said, with primarily experienced individuals. So how would you say is the best way to go from, oh God, I've got all this data to track. How do I track it into building these pretty no grid lines, uh, mm-hmm. perfect coaching sheets? Because that was something that did haunt me for a little bit, but I definitely had a bit of direction into how to use coaching sheets. I had someone help me. So mm-hmm. What do you think is the best way to go about building your coaching sheets initially? And then how do you think you can personalize them moving forward as well? Cool. So when it comes to personal training or online coaching and stuff like that, there's plenty of different apps or software out there like Trainerize and whatever other names. Like I'm not just, it's just because I don't really give a crap about them anymore. Or I didn't even in the first place. And most of the people which have used them are like the non, it's the personal trainers which don't get really the tech. They're like, oh, spreadsheets, they scare them. And they're like, I'm just going to pay someone or pay a software to do it. But then it's it's really not personalized because you've got someone else doing the videos yeah, of yeah, the exercises. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you've got someone doing like a dumbbell chest press with like pink dumbbells and you're just like, God damn it. Why? Or what they tend to do is you've got one platform for training and then one for nutrition. But there's nothing encompassed. It's not this one fits both training and nutrition so what we spent we went dropbox then we went g drive then we went back yeah. to dropbox and over the over the years like we we just give our spreadsheets away like if you just go on to shreddedbyscience.com slash xmas because it's still up there even for like 2018 there's like a tracking spreadsheet it's not it's just part of what we use but yeah. it we track um i think with online personal training because you're not having that in-person interaction on a weekly basis um you need to track as many metrics as possible to be able to make the correct tweaks and decisions on what you're going to do um so we look at both quantitative and qualitative data so the qualitative data would be like uh the actual nutrition so getting to track on my fitness power and running a report not having everyone as a friend on my fitness pal but i had one client michelle and her her name was like raisin girl and after a while i was following people on my fitness pal and i had put had to go into my fitness pal go onto their thing to look for their nutrition no they can just run a report yep, yep. and it's a seven day report and you can look for it now most of my clients at the start we do this quite regularly uh, i have zero clients now online um my coaches have them um actually i have one uh lauren tickner now but then Lawrence does her training i do a nutrition um but we looking at the qualitative as well as quantitative, as in if you just look at the quantitative stuff, as in just their weight, just their macros, then you're just a macro coach. We've heard that term not so much recently, but maybe a year ago, where it's like, I'm a ma-. people actually advertise that they were a macro coach. Yeah. And now or there's their Instagram a- name or something. Yeah, the macro coach. You know, like uh, probably there is someone out there. I know there is. I've, I've seen it before. The macro coach has liked your thing. It's like, oh god. But with um, looking, 
you need to collect data to be able to make decisions. So we look at, with our spreadsheets, we look at their volume per exercise, per session, per week, per month. So we can look at, are they progressing? Yep. Uh, are there, is the total, if we're looking at hypertrophy and stuff like that, we know there's quite a lot of evidence now to su- suggest that it's the total volume load which is going to be the main factor in regards to hypertrophy, whether you use four reps or 10 or 15 reps again there's some variance in regards to the specific adaptation but overall it's looking at that volume load over time going up if that's going up and you're in a caloric surplus you will be putting on muscle mass again how much you put on will be determined by your genetics etc but you are creating the environment the best possible environment to get towards this goal mm-hmm. um so looking at your training spreadsheets, looking at those stuff. So when you're looking at the volume, you're looking at, you can go back and you say, shit, six months, you've put on 40 kg on your deadlift. Mm-hmm. Like people want results, especially online as well, because they're not getting that in-person experience, that service. They're not getting AJ, well, what you do offline PT as well, but they're not getting that feeling of when they come to see AJ and AJ's there with the towel ready for them. Mm-hmm. With a water bottle, they're not getting that experience with online coaching. They're literally, but the best thing about online coaching is they can, they, you can go with the best people in the world. So when it's like, when, if I'm prepping for a show, I'm going with 3DMJ. Mm-hmm. Like Helms is in Auckland, New Zealand, like Berto's in Denver, I think, or wherever that's at. So, yeah, so there's, you can, you can literally, with online, you can pick the best person in the world because you don't have to be seeing them face to face. So get your training stuff. When it comes to your, we, we have like two things. We have like the startup guide thing, okay. where it's just like a guide and it goes through like the basics of training, progressive overloads, blah, 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 okay. sets, reps. So you're basically, it's in line with your coaching documentation. Yep. So it, you'd have like a uh, example of the training plan. Mm-hmm. And then when they click on that, it'll go through to a video, which will show them how to, complete their, their training yeah, it will explain yeah. the different things on there so it's sort of like an educational guide with a how-to guide you would have that for nutrition um so talking about like we we use like helms muscle strength pyramid like the foundations okay. calories and then going up to like like we focus on get your big rocks in place first but then what we do is we then have a video to their tracking to tracker form which now Lawrence has just literally tweaked it i'm not even seeing like the new new version um where we get them to track their daily weight because we're looking mm-hmm. at their their weekly average or monthly average if it's a female client. Um, we get them to input their, their protein, carbs, fat, and it will auto-generate their calories. We get them to put their energy levels in. We get them to put their hunger levels in. We get them to put their activity levels. So for some, if you're looking for like a, a bodybuilding or physique client, you might want to track how many steps they do per day. Yeah. Um, so there's all these different metrics that we track on a daily basis, but then we have the weekly basis stuff as well, which may be, especially when starting off, running that whole MyFitnessPal, even though they're reporting on a daily basis, showing us a weekly report. So we're not looking at it on a daily basis, but we might be looking at it on a weekly basis. And then we may have like their monthly measurements or weekly photos or bi-weekly photos, because you'll get a client, you've probably had it before, AJ, where their weight's not dropped, but then they've done their measurements and they dropped a centimetre around their waist. And then it's not the end of the world. They're like, it's amazing. I've not look-. And then they actually get, actually, so it doesn't, weight shouldn't be the, the main uh, factor which I should be looking at because yeah. the scales have just said I've not lost weight, but I've lost measure, I've lost centimetres yeah. or 
I haven't lost weight, but my lifts have gone up. Or the photos or I look better. Yeah, yeah. yeah, or it's like, oh, my photo, oh, damn, like, on a week-by-week basis, you're probably not going to see much difference on the photo. Yeah, yeah but yeah. from week one to week four, there will be a difference. And from week one to week 16, there's going to be a bigger difference. Yeah. And that's the thing. As an online coach, it's looking at how you can use all of those metrics and making sure that the client is adhering to the process, as in going to the gym, but also, when they're putting their macros down, they're not just going on there each week and going 190, 375, and then they just do it like on that. Um, yeah. So we use Dropbox, and people can use it on their phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they can just manually input it on a daily basis. I think mm-hmm. every client needs to be different. Like some of my clients won't track everything, but their body's changing. Mm. So I'm like, I've not tracked all of my days on my fitness pal, Luke, but. For the last four weeks, my weight's been dropping on average of like 0.6% per week. So I'm like, yeah. fine. Or as long as your training plan is fully up to date before I do your next mesocycle, I don't care you have to do it every single session, maybe like once a week or even then. As long as I know they get progressive overload, sure. they get how to progress as in, the, or I program so that on week one is three sets of 10 and then on week two is three sets of 12 on the same weight and then on week three is four sets of 10 and then four sets of 12 do you know what I mean so yeah, as long yeah. as I know that I'm programming it, mm-hmm. it and there's progressive overload not only in my programming but as in the client actually knows if I give them a rep range between 8 to 12 that they may start off with 8 and then we carry on with that weight until we get to 12 three sets of yep. 12 and then we can up it by 2.5 or whatever it is yep, 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 yep. so having assistance in place tracking things on a daily basis reporting it on a weekly basis and then looking at other metrics like measurements on a monthly basis or photos on a monthly basis but you have to go by the individual as well i like to get all my clients to uh measurements for the first four weeks every single week not because i think there's going to be difference but it's a skill it's a skill measure yourself so it's getting them used to measuring and then i'm like okay because there is going to be a margin of error if you only do it once a month then there's going to be, well, did I do it on my belly button? Oh, I can't remember. Or did I have it somewhere else? Yeah, it did yeah, yeah, a different yeah. tape measure or whatever. Um, so it's just getting them to, it's a skill to track. So getting them to track initially. Um, but then once you've done that for a while, knowing what that client's like and saying, all right, you're, you're progressing. I don't need to see your MyFitnessPal report every single week. But it could be that there's it stagnates and there's a plateau. And I'm like, right bang on my fitness but I want to know exactly what you're eating and I want to tighten up the tracking so we have tighten different tracking tighten it up yeah. literally when it comes to prepping clients you know when you get to like four weeks out you just go right just like mentally you're just like just go robot mode mm-hmm. just literally eat the same foods at the same time every single day because you are X amount of body fat percentage most of the time you're like the walking dead <laughs> and you're walker um so let's just so it's a like a nutrition or training approach should never be what I like as a coach it should be what works best for them and it should be adapted based on it as their fitness level increases as their goal changes then it everything should be tweaked accordingly to to make sure that it's best for that person at that specific time yeah yep 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 and yeah to 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 go back to what you said initially about sort of the the introduction phase that the pack that you sort of welcome pack etc that you that you give to clients when they're starting up i think that's something that uh, when when i started coaching 
it seemed to be that a new client coming on board would would take me far longer than it should yeah. like lo- like huge amounts of time the email would be written every time the coaching <laughs> the the same questions would come up about how do i fill out this questionnaire frequently asked this? questions but yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything would be would be very slow and it and it felt like it wasn't smooth and efficient when i'd get someone in and it that that was that was some the the main reason why i started doing the the whole welcome pack idea where everything is like almost answered so every possible avenue i mean there's some cases where something isn't answered and that's that's absolutely fine but every most avenues are covered so that everyone can just smoothly get into coaching and ever since i did that and alongside that with the whole videos as well walking through the sheets telling them where to log everything etc this is something that i didn't have when i started and i think that did i what, the main the main point here is that it's n- it, everything it would be great if things are perfect at the start but you won't know how to adapt properly unless you learn from making a few mistakes so for example if you know you make a bad nutritional adjustment if you'd have known their sleep levels their hunger levels mm. and their performance levels throughout the week then maybe you'd have made a better change and then you add those three little columns on the spreadsheet and you can track them you know the, the all, all the things i think a lot of the coaching processes or setting up the sheets it should be quite an adaptive process mm-hmm. so like if you feel that there's something that should be measured for your client then start measuring it if you mm-hmm. if you if you feel there's something missing on your coaching sheets then add it in um you know it, my mine like probably by the end of this year they'll be they'll probably be quite quite different to where they are now because mm-hmm. i've learned more through working with more people especially more sort of contest prep athletes and mm-hmm. the guys that really want to build muscle really want to lose fat and i'll be adding more and you know so i think the if you'd agree that a lot of the coaching sheet thing should you know you should get a, a good base there's nothing wrong with that and mm-hmm. learn as much as you can from this podcast but don't be afraid to be like shit well that didn't work okay let's adapt and make something different yeah and if going back to the guides and stuff and that's why you need to have a very specific avatar because if you try to take everyone on that guide's only going to be relevant for 10 percent of people or 20 per 20 percent but with us literally when uh, i was doing a, a live stream once with our coaching clients but with just sbs members in general if they're shreddication members or sbs academy whatever it is we've got a group and 95 5% of them said they all track macros. And I was like, this is good because it means we've done a good job at marketing. Yeah. So we don't have to create a guide for habit-based people. We don't have to create a guide for macros. And we don't have to create a guide for like a dummy's guide to what is a carb. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So when, when you've got your specific niche, your specific avatar, you can have, there's going to be like a 90% overlap. So with our guides, what we do, the guide is just an educated client is a client who asks less questions in the long term. So if you can educate them via a guide or via videos or via a mini course or whatever it is you put time in, focus on spending 24 hours, not as in just one day, but 24 hours total in getting your guide in place, your spreadsheets in place. And guess what? You can, like you said, there might be some clients you don't track things. So it might be like, I'm not going to track X amount because it's not relevant for you at this moment. I'm just going to hide that row. I'm going to hide that column yep. and it's just not going to be there. Um, so you can adapt it that way. Um, 
like the the education thing is like if you are just a guide if you are just a spreadsheet then you are not a coach you are just a product you are a service so we don't i don't give two flying f's if someone takes our spreadsheets we give them away for free Mm. because Back in a few years ago, everyone would be like, they're my spreadsheets. Someone's used them. I've done the online coaching blueprint. I've done the spreadsheets. And I was like, here you go. I've finished. I've done half of it. Here's how you do the rest of it. Put your colors in. Put your logo in. There you go. I yeah, see them yeah, sheets yeah. over and over again. But I don't go, oh, man, because they ain't got what I've got. They ain't yeah, got yeah. the 30 years. They haven't got the 12 years experience of coaching people offline or online or teaching. If you are just so focused on someone's nicked my guide or my spreadsheet then again then you sh- then you're not a good coach because you get paid for the coaching process not the coaching documentation yeah, damn that's yeah. quite good yeah i like yeah, that one that's good we might have to quotate that um, yeah instagram it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i i think i i'm with you on that and i see a lot of coaches be very protective of their sheets um <laughs> their special sheets and uh uh, you know when i've when i've spoken to a few younger lads i've i've literally just got them on skype i've shared my screen i've walked them through my all my sheets and then just sent them a copy of it <laughs> like i'm like just just brand it just brand it up as yours just like don't don't have my logos or my colors yeah change it and go ahead because you're your own coach like this the spreadsheets yes i've worked hard on them and i've adapted them but you won't be you might not even be working with my sort of clientele so you're going to have to adapt them yourself for them to work anyway um Mm -hmm. and like myself as well when when i started i think the i watched all of bryce lewis's um Mm. from the strength athlete i watched all of his videos on how to make excel sheets look pretty um and mine looked literally horrendous prior to watching them and then they look completely different not that that makes you a great coach but it it makes things more effective it makes things the process more efficient so Mm -hmm. definitely looking towards you know yeah head to like luke's website if it's still there have a look at his sheets there's loads of other places you can go i think yeah bryce lewis gives away his sheets you don't even have to give an email do you know what i mean most people be like give me an email so i can market to you and then you can have my spreadsheets bryce bryce is the man when it comes to spreadsheets it's just like he don't give two flying fucks it's just like my spreadsheets are better than yours because bryce is a confident man he's confident in tsa that it's like take the spreadsheets but you don't have what i have you don't have the programming knowledge you don't have the credentials you don't have the experience like you can take them and that's the thing it night even listeners now 98 percent of them are going to listen to this and be like i enjoyed that podcast i took a lot away from it but 98 percent of you listening i'm calling you right out or you're watching this you ain't gonna do shit you're just gonna go ah oh, i just wasted an hour and over an hour of my time I took some nuggets it might be you don't do nothing now but it might be in a year's time and you think do you know what I mean because that's what annoys me as well when someone says that one book changed my life I'm like really then you're fuck me your life is pathetic then if it's one book just changed your life it might have been just that one book that was the switching point that happened so it might be you don't do nothing now but it could be in a year's time when you are old enough or you do want to get into online coaching where you remember this podcast and subconsciously you think actually I need to go and get a guide in place. I can't remember who said it, but I remember someone said it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, um, so I think people are should be very clear in terms of coaching sheets and setup, etc. So, um, if you're okay to move on, are you are, are you okay for time, Luke? Is yeah, my okay? 
My brother might come in, but he, he, he's got stuff to do. So cool. it's cool. Okay, then. Cool, cool, cool. I, like okay. the, I like a longer one. It's good. I, I enjoy <laughs> it. Okay, so, um, yeah, moving away from coaching sheets. So a lot of people, um, when they start coaching, are a bit sort of, I guess not so clued up on how they should price online coaching um, mm-hmm. and a bit worried as to how they um, should ask for costs uh, for pricing and should, or also should ha- how they should maybe uh, eventually tell their their clients or their customers or an inquiry the actual cost um, mm-hmm. and you know you see on Instagram as well every single post and actually I'll admit I used to do this every single post you'll have the caption at the bottom inquire me for online coaching and then their monthly cost and then an and, email address and um, here's my discount code for me here's my discount code for Sutness. here's my discount code for clothing here's my discount code for whatever the fuck it is do you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. you're basically just going here's a post pay me money it's like going into that club it's going up to that 10 out of 10 not even getting a number but just saying you want to come back to bed with me yeah yeah it's like it's like um, a call to action every single post. Um, yeah. So, so I, I definitely, I definitely was was uh, a culprit of that until someone, someone knowledgeable told me stop to stop doing it, and that was a very good thing for them to tell me to stop doing. Stop so, pouring uh, yourself on Instagram yeah. every single post. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, basically, what 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 people I think should uh, would like sort of some info and some help on is how do we initially decide a starting price for online coaching um, and are there any factors that you think would be included into determining that initial initial cost um, and then feel free to move on to also including uh, should we charge monthly should we charge in big blocks and the advantages to payment systems etc boom I love I love I love talking about the monies. Yeah. Um, in regards to how, the thing is, when if you don't need the money, you can charge what the hell you want. Mm. So I think you need to take that into account. It's like, who are you? Remember that Nikki Graham from Big Brother. Who, are, who is she? Do you know what I mean? Probably these guys are probably too young for that. Right. Just look it up, Nikki Graham. Who is she? Um, <laughs> But that when you have nothing, I think when most like gurus will say, don't give stuff away for free, mm. like it devalues it. I'm like, if you've got nothing, like people people are not just, if you just put one Facebook post out or you've got three followers on Instagram, one's your mum because she's like, you're only 17 listening to this or watching this. Uh, <laughs> one's your brother and one's your mate. Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, when you, when you have, I think it needs to be based on what you currently have. If you don't have money, what you have is time. Yeah. And I don't see a problem whatsoever in you starting off your online coaching because it's something new. And look at it as a learning process, as in, right, I'm going to learn as a, like, there's a whole thing called internship. Like, people do stuff for free. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a learn on the job. So you could look at it that way. So if you had nothing and you really wanted to get hands-on experience, if you took four people on for free for eight weeks coaching, then you, and you do a good job, then that's what I do is I document everything. But I, things like this, don't call it free. Make it a competition. Like make someone jump through a couple of hoops, not 310 hoops, but don't just go, if you want to get free online coaching, comment below saying, I do. Because yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, they've not had to do anything. Get them to go onto a form, which was just coming in. <laughs> Still on a podcast, but I've cracked up. So if you 
if you do it so that they have to go onto your website, or not even a website, if they go into a Google form, because that's another thing that annoys me. Everyone's like, I'm just waiting for my website to be built before I start advertising. We can maybe touch base on that in a little bit if you make it up. What I'll do is just create a Google form because it's free. And then I would be posting on social media for a while. And then I'll do a competition um, to win eight weeks coaching uh, for free. Go on this link and complete this. I did this for in-person, person training. I did this with my client, Funda, who's now my good friend. And I said, I put it at four weeks of personal training in the park because I didn't have a gym at the time. And I'm going to train you three times per week for free. But one of the, 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 the things in place was that you had to let me blog about it. You had to let me document it. So... You're winning this. You're giving me something back in return. I'm going to document your journey. You've got to be happy with giving me a testimonial at the end of it, some before and after photos, and whatever else, like putting that in like a, a little crappy mini contract. Like for you to be eligible to win it, you must be, uh, you must agree with tick a box or write something. If you agree, press yes, yeah. and then submit it. Um, so I would, if you have absolutely nothing, but you have time and you want to gain experience, I don't see why there's a problem with doing something for free. If you've already got money, you don't have a desire to um, make a lot more, you can charge more. So like if someone wants to come and do a business day with me, nah, it's just like, it's a thousand pounds. It just is. And it's not just a business day, but we have free follow-up Skypes each month after and we look at right here's what you got to do and then we i check in that month and then a month after and a month after but it's a thousand pound i i don't have to do them because i'm in a position now where i don't need that because i can make that from just one academy place but i do that because some people need help and i actually do enjoy it to a certain degree but i'd much rather focus on myself and running my business and expanding shredded by science than focusing on helping someone else run their business Um, so when it comes to the pricing if you spend time getting your systems in place, now some people teach it like in work out how many hours per week or work out how many hours per month you will spend per client and then go by like an hourly rate. Right? Mm-hmm. You could do that, but people are not robots. Like there will yeah. be differences. Sometimes you might spend an hour with someone on average per month mm-hmm. or it might be three hours. So I don't, that's one method of doing it. I don't see too much. I'd be looking at, once you've got your system in place, working out how long it would take on average per client per month, and then just going in and, like, we started off with £49 a month. Actually, month, yeah. when it was Luke Johnson PT, it was eight-week packages. So when it comes to stuff like that, I think you need to look at the market. Now, use younger guys are probably used to more like eight weeks, 12 weeks packages and stuff like that. So I think you've got to market to the market. But the problem with eight weeks is there's a start and there's a finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally but when it's that. monthly coaching, it's just like, and we used to do this. We used to do eight, 12 weeks and stuff like that. And I use the same, I'm exactly the same when it comes to offline personal training, where it used to be, I sell a block of 10. And you only get a block of 10, you save 10% or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But then what happens when that person signs up for your eight weeks coaching or 12 weeks coaching or 10 weeks coaching? Let's go 10 weeks, that's probably better. They've just been paid. They've signed up for your 10 weeks coaching, 300 quid. So bang, 300 quid, I've got the money. However, on the 10th week, it's two weeks before they get paid again. Mm. They're like, I haven't got 300 quid. But if you charge 100 pound per month coaching, and you said, what day do you want the money to come out on? I want it to come out on the 29th, so I get paid on the 28th. Perfect. Because then you know exactly, you ain't getting no payment failures. 
you know that their bills that their coaching is just part of their day-to-day living yeah, as in yeah, yeah. they need to pay for their sky tv they don't need to but they like to um so they pay x amount per month for that and their personal training online is another expense that they pay because they enjoy it and they get a result from it so that's why i go with monthly over packages because there is no start and stop when we went from monthly from when we went to, from packages to monthly our client retention for packages were probably like 12 weeks and now our client retention is like probably a year yeah 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 so it might be you, what happens is you're playing that long game again you're not looking at getting that 300 quid and this is what happens with personal trainers offline and online is some months they get a shit ton of money and in other months they get hardly any money because oh, it's just yeah. it's just a way to cookie crumble when you pay when you go monthly you've got the perks of being self-employed because you're not business owner. Sorry to say that. If you just do online coaching, you're still training your time for money. You're just yeah. they're programming at 6 a.m. on a Monday rather than seeing them at 5 a.m. on a Monday in a gym. What monthly payments does is if you've got 10 clients and they're paying £100 per month, you know you've got £1,000 a month. So that is your self-employed salary. So it's the perks of having a salary job mm. without being employed by someone. Yeah. So you are your own boss, self-employed. Um, and you know exactly how much money you're getting per month. If a client drops, you know you're down to nine clients, you've only got £900. If you get a new one, you've got £1,100. So you know exactly how much money is coming in each month, which I think is a big thing for fitness professionals because they do stress a lot over money. But the reason why they stress a lot over money is because they're not starting off the way they should be or they're charging block sessions because everyone else is. Like if everyone... Mm. If everyone was charging monthly, I'd probably charge blocks. And if everyone was charging blocks, I'd probably charge monthly. So just because the majority are mainly wrong. So I definitely think the monthly option is better if you sell it to them, right? Because they're probably going from a block mentality. Most people don't want to sign up to a recurring thing, like a subscription. Like they, they will see a monthly payment the same as a phone payment. And they will see that they've just got the new iPhone, but they have to have that contract for 18 months before they get a new one. Mm-hmm. But that, the next iPhone, iPhone 8 just come out and like you've still got another 12 months of your contract. You're like, I can't get it. And then before that comes in, it's like iPhone 8S or whatever it is. Yeah. So people are not like, oh, let me sign up. So I think with us, what we do is there is no contract. I don't want money from you if you don't want the service. Mm. I don't want to tie you in. No one likes being tied into a contract. You yeah. should be confident in yourself, in your service, in your ability that you don't need a contract because you, you're going to provide them the best online personal training experience that they've ever experienced and they're just going to stay with you either way. Like they, You don't need to type it. You don't have to like strangle someone by the neck and say, you're not going anywhere because you're tied in for three months or 12 months. It's like a gym. It's like a football gym where they just go, right, they, don't, they take your annual membership. They, even if you pay it monthly, they don't give a fuck if you turn up. They're just like, we've got your money. Um... And then in 12 months when you're like, I don't use the gym, I'm going to cancel it and I'm going to probably wait a month and then go to another gym and still not use that gym. So I don't like having people tied in. Definitely monthly because of those things. Monthly as well, it just reduces the barrier to entry. So rather than charging a £300 price, it's a £100 price. So you're like, it's it's, it's cheaper. You can get out. But making it very clear, you can get out when you you want. Like most of the time we lose clients, it's just because of a money thing. It's not because of a service thing. There was like, oh, especially, and guess what? That matter who you are, what guru you listen to, you can make money around Christmas time, but you're more likely not get new clients around Christmas time, and your rate of churn rate, as in people which leave, 
it's just going to get higher around that time of the year because a hundred pound a month is fine when they haven't got Christmases or birthdays and stuff like that. But then if they have other expenses or their their partner loses their job or they lose their job, there's always going to be like you can't control uncontrollable things and like personal training or online coaching is a luxury it's not a necessity it's not like they need to do that it's, but then uh, there's plenty of information online where they could learn this stuff but we know that the the key is the implementation of taking action having that support system not just you as a coach but maybe a facebook group with all your clients in as well so definitely definitely monthly um tell them when do you want the money to come out because mm-hmm. if if your monthly if your if their monthly things coming out in the middle of the month every single um, time, then it could be that they, they that one month they don't have the money. So I start up again in two weeks. They don't start up again. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think also with the something to add to the the whole sort of block payments, twelve week packages, etc. I think that I think that can put a lot of pressure on the trainer to mm-hmm. expect a result within that time period. So, for example, someone in like a a long term muscle gain phase, and they buy a eight week package. You know, there's there's going to be decent strength gain in eight weeks, but it's depending on the situation. If they're already an experienced trainee, they're not going to notice huge gains in muscle in an eight week period, and they're going to think, oh well, I'll assess after eight weeks, and then the assessment is is their chance to say, okay, well, I'm not I'm not going to buy another eight week block because one, it's a huge expense, and I only signed up for eight weeks anyway. So yeah. I, I I totally agree, and I I can I can really resonate with. I've never uh, I've never done sort of the eight week twelve weeks. I've advertised it, but never never got any people in. Um, but I've I've always been on the monthly side of things. I think uh, another question that I'd like to ask as well. Um, I know myself that the transition to using a payment system has drastically improved my efficiency of coaching, and also. I guess my my comfort as an online coach because I think in the past I was I, I'd, I'd find it hard or a bit worrying to quantify my monthly earnings but now using a payment system mm-hmm. that it almost does it for me as I track mm-hmm. it as well but it almost does it for me so what uh, payment systems are there out there um, mm-hmm. so PayPal etc um, yeah and and what do you think is best potentially i've heard you speak about this before but what do you think is best uh for an online coach to be using in terms of payment systems yeah um one thing is when you do online coaching and you're asking people to pay 100 pound a month less than that maybe more you are a business so stop being a pussy bitch and complain about paypal fees (laughs) because i guarantee like back in the day when it used to be invoices do you know how long they take and you know how uncomfortable, yeah, you'd do it, you'd, you'd have your Excel spreadsheet and you'd have the date and you'd send it off to them and then you had to rely on them. These were back in the days of, well, my back in my day when you couldn't just get your phone out and just be like, send X amount to AJ, do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, so, it would, and it would require some people to go to the bank to pay for it or to get their card reader do it again because it was over a certain amount of money back in the day as well. Now you can, I think that was like, you can, 250 without having to use a card reader mm. um like no one you waste time doing invoices two no one wants like you no trainer wants to be a debt collector no trainer wants mm. to be like that person where i'm going to give you that invoice but it might there's no consistency they may not pay it 
um we always do like a turnaround time of three to five days as in once they've signed up once you've paid me money we we, we jump on skype with them rob does it now where because we don't work with any tom dick and sally they have to complete a consult form we then jump on skype or facetime or snap video or whatever it is and we then go through that and we make sure we're the right fit if we're not the right fit we'd just be like go and see someone else or do you know what I mean? So we don't take every client on because we're in that position. But I still think you should do that even if you have no clients and you really need clients. I still think you should do that because it's a level of service. It's a screening process. Because yeah. I get sick and tired of people be like, oh, all I get is the time wasters and diggers. I'm like, that's because you attract them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because you've not put a screening process or filter in. Yeah. So I think things out there, PayPal will charge you more. But guess what? Everyone knows PayPal. Like, even that, I'm saying PayPal, you're probably like, yeah, I know PayPal, the listeners or viewers who's watching this. Stripe, some of you'd be like, yeah, but maybe like 50% again, I've never heard of it. Um, and then Go Cardless, which we use for UK. We only take UK clients on just because most people doing online coaching are probably doing it without much protection or insurance. We can't get insurance to coach people from America because each state, has different laws so it means you'd have to have insurance based on per state and their different mm -hmm. laws so we only take uk clients on uh when it comes to one-to-one -one online coaching now yeah. um with that being the case we you go cardless because on go cardless on paypal i can't say when the payment comes out on go cardless we can oh, say okay. when do you want the payment to come out yeah, yeah because it does it via direct debit also the failure rates are a lot less on go cardless because it does it via direct debit so you're not going to get that money instantly yeah. but then it takes the money out of the account rather than the card with paypal you put your card in and then guess what your cards expire every few years see, so you'll yeah. get that thing and everyone's like oh you got a foul payment and then it means you have to chase up their their thing can you yeah. put your and then there's so many people where it's like i don't know how to do the card thing i don't know how to change it PayPal was like, how do I do it? How, do, how does it keep going? Then you have to reactivate the subscription. You have to say they're allowed two foul payments rather than one. Uh, they take more percentage. Go cardless, they take 1% or maximum £2. Yeah, so when we yeah. sell, ideally, for when we do the academy, we're charging like £1,000. If they're UK-based, we would rather that via go cardless because they're, we're going to get £998. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yes. <laughs> so with all of our coaching clients now, because it's UK-based, we you go cardless. Yeah, yeah. We don't get the money instantaneously, but we can say what data comes out and the failure rates are a lot less. Mm -hmm. However, if you aren't like if you are starting off, then the, probably the best one to go is just PayPal and just take a hit on it. But the amount of the free pound they're taking per client each month is going to be a lot less than it would as in you having to invoice people and you chasing people up for money and doing something you don't want to do. And as you said, you know, every single month the money just comes out. Yeah. And if it doesn't come out, you'll get an email saying it hasn't come out, it's failed, or someone's cancelled, so then you know. But the beauty of getting them to pay and then giving them their program three to five days later is you will never be in that situation. And I've been in that situation with the invoices where you've spent time on their new training plan, on their new training plan. AJ knows. He's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You give it to them because you're using Dropbox and the fuckers don't pay anymore. It's just like, I just wasted 40 minutes of my life, 30 minutes yeah. of my life. On doing your new meso cycle um and you haven't paid your invoice so you've taken time you've basically created you've given them a service without getting paid so that's one way to get a, a, around it is use paypal use stripe or use go cardless if you are going to be uk based and you are really tight and you want that uh, ability to charge them 
on a specific date and use GoCardless. If you're not too worried, then you could you could still do that with PayPal, but you would have to send them the link on that day. You know, you'd have to sign up yeah. on that day. Yeah. So then you've got that to worry about as well. So if you're UK based, go GoCardless. If you're looking and just looking to UK only clients, if you're looking for people around the world, then PayPal. We use PayPal. We use Stripe now on our website. Okay. Just was linked up with WooCommerce. Their percentage is a little bit less than PayPal, even though I'm getting a load of failure rates. Like we're, when we're looking at Shreddy by Science, we're talking like 500, 600 plus members. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're not talking like 10 clients or 30 clients. We're talking yeah. a lot of people on different pa- pla- plans and stuff like that. But with Stripe, what we've noticed is with those in America, we're getting a load of failures through because of their banks not recognizing they put a stop on it. So we're having that problem with PayPal. It's just a little bit easier. It's easier to work. You can just literally send them a PayPal link via that Skype. So let's say we're having a Skype consult now. AJ says, yeah, I want to sign up. Bang, chat box, PayPal link. Click on that, sign up to that. Return URL straight to the Facebook group. Ask to join, get them to join. Or even better, thank you uh, URL return over to your website. They download your Get Started Guide, which says you will need to get MyFitnessPal, Dropbox, blah, 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 blah. I want you to track your nutrition for the next week. And then once your plan's in place, we're going to look at and adjust where we need to. Once you go into that thank you page on your website or wherever it is, you can, they can download that guide. You can have a link where it says click here to join the Facebook group and you've got that efficient system as in that onboarding process is instant. So that's what I looked, that's another thing which I'd recommend. We used to do it as in they would sign up and then they'd wait three to five days to get anything through. I was like, hmm. This happened when I signed up for online coaching with um, Mike Keith at the time. And I was like, okay, so I've paid the money and we've done a Skype console. He'd done really well with like what we were going to go through. But then I had to wait. It's like when you pay for something, when you pay for something in a shop, you get something. Like I buy the monster, I get it. It's the same with like the online coaching. One small thing you could do is once someone signs up, give them something. Whether it's a guide, a get started guide where they that onboarding process is bang straight away. I need to do this. I need to do that. I need to download this. I need to download that. And I'm going to join a group. When they ask to join a group, you accept them in there and you make them feel like the most important person in the world. AJ, welcome to Team SBS. Make sure you put a hashtag at the start of it because everything needs a hashtag nowadays. Please let us know who you are and what you're looking to achieve. All of your other members are like, hi, AJ. Great to have you on board. Team SBS, woo, family and all that stuff. Yeah, that's some that yeah, straight away that's something that I I probably didn't do at the start is the whole Facebook group invitation, etc. Um, but now that I do it, it, it definitely helps. And it's something that I almost something I almost look forward to when I gain a new client, I'm like I'm really actually quite excited to get them in the And you're group. like, When are they gonna request? When are they gonna request? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited to get them in the group and like get people commenting and you know initially when you know I was building a client base you know maybe it would get a like when you'd introduce someone but now it's like you intro someone everyone's commenting it's a nice community um so yeah I definitely think you know going on a bit of a tangent to the payments but definitely you know that the whole the whole idea of a Facebook group and building that community online is something that is probably going to lead on to my next sort of question in terms of client retention i think that that's something that would really really help when it comes to building a community and and rapport with every one of your clients and creating sort of that that team element of things mm-hmm. um just 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 mo- moving forward and yeah i think with the payments as well 
with the whole uh, that I, th I think without a payment system like go cardless which is why i use um i'd i'd find i think i'd find still the the retention of clients would would probably go down because of me having to invoice every month remind them that the, the payment if there was issues with the payment it creates tension and then it, it's just it's just not good it's better for it yeah. to be like in the background like for example if you had a if you're paying off a car and the car company was messing you each month like you've got to pay for your ford come on like it yeah you, you, you'd just say take the ford away like have it back <laughs> it's easier for you but it's easier for them yeah yeah because yeah. they don't have to physically go out of their day they've signed up it just comes out do you know what i mean it's easier for you because you don't have to chase up it's easier for them because it just automatically comes out um so it's making everyone's life easier just to because i don't think we gave a lot about the pricing. I don't look at it as a pricing. I look at it as the sign-up process. Yeah, okay. Which yeah, involves yeah. The, the getting paid, which is important. But it also yeah. involves the, the, how they go about it. So that initial bit before they get paid. So having that consultation, whether it's Skype, whatever, Snap video. I've done that a few times. Um, and then the actual signing up. So pre-sign-up. Pre during the sign up and post sign up so looking at it as a, as a whole thing as into have that consultation to give you because if you just uh, i think if we're looking at a price range for online coaching starting off probably like 49 to 150 quid but it would depend on per month, on yeah. what yeah because if if you're going to give them a skype once per month that's time that might be 30 minutes so it's like well i'm taking 30 minutes out of my day i've got 30 clients that's going to be a lot of time so i need to charge more or it could yeah. be they don't have the skype or it could be some people do it like i'm going to skype them each week which may just be like overboard and not really needed but because you're committing to it you're going to charge more so the, it's like personal training if i physically have to give up my time to be in a specific place at a specific time with a specific client whether it's via skype or in person I'm going to naturally charge more money. If it doesn't, then I'm going to charge less money because it, it means like less, like my time per month is going to be less. So another thing is you can always up prices. People are like, how much is, and the thing is the pricing is going to be very specific to the avatar. If you're trying to target students and you're saying 200 quid a month or 150 quid a month, it's not going to work. So your pricing will be predicated on the avatar and the people you're asking to pay. Mm -hmm. so if i was to target millionaires for example which i could quite quite easily do with facebook ads i could target people based on how much money they have their 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 job title and stuff like that and i could be the millionaire per pt online coach and i could charge a thousand pound per month or i could charge 500 pound per month but what they also get is they get five meals with a food prep company so i've linked mm -hmm. up with them so it's when people want a black and white answer, it's hard to give a black and white as in this amount of that. If I have to give it and like someone puts me on pressure, I'm saying like start off with 50 quid, yeah, like a minimum. Um, then maybe like 150. That tends to be what I've seen over the years of range as in uh, not too low. And then obviously what you can do is you can say, right, the first 10 people which sign up get it at 50 pounds. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First month. Or for life. Depends yeah. what you want. Yeah, yeah. And then if there's like, shit, that went really quick, then it might be like, right, I'm going to instantly go into £70 per month. Or I'm going to have, like, we went from 50 49 to we're up like £135 per month now. And then we're, but that's gone in installments. We started here, and then it went to hit 69 then it went to yeah. 79 89 99 119 135 So over time, as I had to, as um, I need to get clients, is gone down. 
we can charge more because we already get paid and it's not our focus anymore. But when you have um, a high demand and get clients, then you can obviously charge a little bit less because that barrier to entry is a lot less. Plus, you're new to it. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're a new kid on the block and yours are like, I'm going to charge 300 quid a month to do online coaching. You could do that, but no one knows who the hell you are. No one's probably going to pay you 300 pounds. So it, with a range, 50 pounds, 150, say. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's that's a good idea in terms of giving people a range because I think a lot of people are still a bit lost and they're like, oh, am I charging too little? And you know, yeah. I I know sort of like one of one of or or thinking about doing stuff for free and I haven't got any results. And I think you've got if if you're in the position where you, where you're going to be providing online coaching, you're you're already made the choice that your your service does does deserve value you know it does doesn't deserve to all be done for free like you can obviously do some stuff for free for sure but i think it does deserve value and that's something that i told one of my friends that was getting into online coaching i sort of said you know when when i started similar to you i started at like 40 quid per month and then i've I've Mm. worked it worked it worked it worked it up um and you know you can you can always have avenues to to increase your prices but i think like you said as well when you get to a point where the the inquiries are coming in like and then you 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 will know intrinsically that if if you your the value of your service is going up you're adding more things you've got welcome packs you've got videos you've got live stream whatever you can then start thinking okay the value of my service now deserves a higher monthly payment um yeah and it's also i think a confidence thing um because I wasn't very confident. I, I really wasn't even confident selling £40 per month. But now mm. when I'm on a consult, I'm like, I say it's £100 per month. And I'm like, that is that is the price. I'm very confident with selling that. Yeah. And I'm very confident that that, that price r- really reflects what you're getting. You're getting a mm-hmm. lot for your money. Um, Plus, so- you've invested time, money to improve your systems, to improve your knowledge. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. You, back, yeah. you, two years later, is going to be a better coach than when you was like one month old, like wet behind the ears. Yeah. So your service is going to improve. So therefore the price should increase. As you improve as a coach, your prices should increase to, to match that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I think one thing as, as well that people maybe struggle with online and something I wanted to touch on as well is client retention is something that is almost looked upon as something quite difficult with online purely because you're not seeing them you're not in person mm. you don't get you don't get to understand the client sometimes etc so what i'd really like to know um, and a lot of people listening would like to know i guess is is how and what things would you do is there any sort of um things you can do as an online coach to really boost uh, your client retention um, and what have you done along the re- along the way into improving your business uh, to, to retain the clients that you coach because I know you've been coaching some people for 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 a long period of time yeah I mean I had some guys where we like for three years yeah yeah that's like online so I oh. think it definitely is having that even just post just literally like you being on social media and you putting out that content for free whether they're a paying client or whether they're a fan, they're still seeing you. Mm-hmm. And that's why videos 
like great as well or even like a podcast because they can get to hear you so it's having that um online presence whether it's on your social media channels but also in like a facebook group so when you start getting clients and that's why you have to have a specific niche as well because imagine if you had gladys who's 82 in a facebook group with aj who's 20 like the content is just like it's gonna be relevant one minute to gladys and then relevant to aj and another day so when you do have a very specific niche and an avatar you can provide value consistently so i definitely say have a facebook group for just paid members most marketers now be like and i don't like this because it's just they say i'll oh, start a free facebook group and nothing wrong with starting with a free facebook group yeah but then you need to provide value to that Facebook group. There's so many people now which get, because such and such has got a free Facebook group, I'm going to use it. But a free Facebook group is just one small tactic in the grand scheme of the overall strategy, which is providing value. So if you want, I'm not, I'm not heap like this, like people on Facebook groups, because it is a strategy, but it's the same as email marketing. It's the same sure. as doing a, having a YouTube channel. It is just one small tactic over the overall thing. And I think what most people look at is they look on a tactical level rather than a strategic level. Mm-hmm. So with client retention, I only have Facebook groups for members. So it's like, nice. you pay me money, and then you can come in my Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I've got a free Facebook group, and every Facebook group's differently, but some of them are just literally like, Names. they have a... Fr- <laughs> or they have a or they have a free Facebook group. They provide value to it for a month or two. Mm. Then they join their VIP Facebook group where you pay. And then what they do is they advertise that to the free Facebook group. And then those which sign up to the the, the paid group now, they're just like fuck you free freebies. Like you ain't getting shit if you actually pay pay to be in my VIP group. And that's what I don't like is when mm. people just set up a group knowing that they will intentionally provide value and then stop once. They're not paying them, yeah, uh, yeah. but a Facebook group is great because it has a community. When everyone's everyone's similar to AJ in a Facebook group, we can have that banter. We can really talk like about it, yeah. specific topics. We can have when you've got a larger group of people, and most people will be like, "But I've only got five clients." Because I know the listening now or the viewing this, and go, "I've only got five clients." Then have a WhatsApp group, or have a Facebook Messenger group. If you don't, if you think that having a uh, and like a group chat, if um, you think. I'll oh, just put five people in a Facebook group. It's not going to work that well. However, you could do it so that you know that previous clients who are similar avatar, you could add them into them. You could add some friends into it or some colleagues or some peers into the group. Ask them first. Don't just add them into a group. Like if, when people add me into a group, I'm just like, I want you to die. Don't add me into a group without asking me. Like, please do not do it. But what a group does is it enables you to have the community aspect. Like people sign up for the result, but they will stay for that community. They want to people want to feel like a sense of belonging. They might not have that outside support at home. They might be looking at AJ and thinking, "Fuck me, why, why is he tracking all his food? That's just like, a, why would you do that? Why is he not eating this when he wants to? Or why is he not doing that? You're a weirdo to the outside world, mm-hmm. to your immediate family." Or some friends like people will look at you and you're like you're weird though you have Tupperware you're Tupperware Tony what the hell's going on? But then when you have the whole world and you have clients, it's like a safe hub because everyone's same. Everyone doesn't look at you as a Tupperware Tony anymore. It just is what it is. It's the norm. It's the reason why when people be like cyberbullying and stuff like that. But then it also gives people the ability to connect with people around the world which have same passions, same interests. So I think a Facebook group works well to have that community aspect. Even just like a midweek check-in. 
So you're not, so you don't have to check in with 30 clients or 20 clients every single day or every single week. Mm-hmm. But you could quite easily have a, a post on the Facebook group every single day. Or it could be a live stream or it could be something. So then what you're doing is you're providing value on a bigger, bigger platform to sure. more people, even though they're all paying you money. But you're, you're providing that value, that community there. So I think a Facebook group for paid members is is a good one. Uh, other client retention strategies is just be fucking good at your job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like be a person, have that. Don't just be, here's your spreadsheet, off you go. Don't be that coach who's just, there's a difference between a coach and a consultant. I think what most online coaches do, they become a consultant. They say they're an online coach, but they're not. They basically consult with them as in, here's your training and here's your nutrition. I'm cons- And then every now and then I'm going to consult with you and we might have a, a little chat. And that's all it is. It's just, here's a spreadsheet, here's some macros, off you go. Mm-hmm. That's not service. That's just, they can get that by buying a guide. If there's no difference between buying a guide which tells you how to track macros and set yeah. macros and here's a training plan, then there is no difference. There's a reason why that's a lot less than your online personal training. So therefore there should be that difference. Um, Another key thing as well is to actually have in-person meetups. So we have like SVS lifting days. And what we do is we we, we had done it at like Chris Burgess's Lift the Bar in Bath. And we had, it weren't just our coaching clients as well. It's just like anyone who paid, who's basically, they might pay $4.99 a month for shredication. Uh-huh. And what we do is we have those lifting days because there's nothing better than having that in-person interaction. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Could be, it could be you do weekly hangouts via Google Hangouts. And every, every client comes on and stuff like that. It could be that that client's been with you for two years now because you you know that you, you've looked on their thing and, you, and you've just said to them, I'll just refunded you the money just as a thank you for being loyal and staying with me for two years. Or it could be I'm going to send them a Christmas card. Or it could be they've been with you for a while. Even if they don't, that onboarding process where you get them, you send them the, your AJ Morris T-shirt because <laughs> then that's one branding, but then two, they feel like they're part of something. So when you make someone feel like they belong somewhere and they feel part of something, that's where you're going to get client retention. There's things like you could just send them Christmas cards, birthday cards. They're all good things to do. But I think people need to focus on it's not how much money you spend on clients. It's it's the little things. It's being there when you know something's not right and you say to them, come on, jump on Snapchat now. Let's have a chat. Mm-hmm. Just having that relationship, setting the foundation so that when something is up and you know that client, and something's not quite right, it's when you only know if something's not quite right if you have that sort of relationship. Yeah, the more people you take on, that's why when people be like, "How many clients should I take on?" I'm like, "You probably at tops if you was just doing online coaching, personalized online coaching, forty people. After that, it's going to be quite hard. What can you do? You then start building your empire. You then start taking on other coaches, and they look after it. They use your systems and everything in yeah. place." You've still got the Facebook group. But as a one individual, like, you can't know 100 to, like, that, that's the thing. We've got, like, 600 members of Shredded by Science, whether they pay 499 a month, £100 a month, or 190 quid a month, or whatever it is. It is impossible for me to know those individuals. I feel bad when I go to events. And it was not until after, I'm like, shit, they're on their, their part of Shreddication or their SBS Academy. And that's just me being human. Like I can't physically know 600 people. No, it's just yeah. not going to work. Yeah. But it, it's sort of, um, and I feel bad on that, but it's just like no one can do it. No yeah, one could truly yeah. do that, especially from like a Facebook picture profile where they're like 10 years younger. 
well they've got one minute their abs out and then you're like actually you look different because you've got clothes on so i think from a client retention standpoint just give a shit and get to know them um doing little things like their facebook group the onboarding process sending them a t-shirt sending them a card when times are a bit tough say come on let's jump on the chat let's get on skype and, and talk through it so sorry to say like there's no ninja tricks but i did do a thing once um if they um i did do like a 50 client retention strategies okay i'll pull it as a pdf so if people want that or maybe what i do is i find it aj and i'll put it in the show notes yeah that'd be great yeah yeah cool 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 cool. okay yeah wicked um i think a lot of them i can relate to when it comes to doing the little things for sure um you know and i think I think everything that you've talked about really relates to just building a relationship with each and every client that you work with, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's, that's part of those meetups. That's part of those Google hangouts That's part of doing the little things. And I think something that's improved my uh, building of rapport relationships with clients as well is sort of being, uh, doing more uh, video stuff (laughs) for them. So when they come into coaching, they get a walkthrough. I'm, on the walkthrough I'm, there's a video of me at the bottom of the screen in the walkthrough every check-in they'll get a video from me I'm talking and I'm also in video um, and again when a lot of my clients as well and I think I got this from team through DMJ with the idea of doing um, them part of their check-in process is sort of sending a video going through their check-in questions uh, for their mm-hmm. week and that helps me sort of see them and get time to sort of have a one to have like it was almost like we're going back to fourth and again like you mentioned with hopping on skype providing skype calls etc i think there's a lot of infrastructure that you can set up as a coach with the video so much video stuff that Mm -hmm. we can do there's a lot of infrastructure you can set up to really retain clients and build relationships and the the longest standing clients that i've had has been a result of being quite close to that individual have you Um, met them in person yeah, both of the th- four of the longest standing clients. Well, I, I the four standing clients that I've had for the longest period of time started with me when I was about two months into my coaching, and I've had them now for yeah about a year and a half to coming up to two years. So, and uh, two of them are, were my friends, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I've just continued coaching them. And two two were people that I'd never met before, but now I'm, I meet regularly, and you know they're not local, but like I, I i will go and train with them and i just get on with them you know i think that's the yeah that's the you get on thing. they resonate they, they become friends don't they where <laughs> in the end it's like you probably have similar interest Except. you might follow them on social and be like oh they're going there and then you find out do you know what i mean so just little things like that be like oh you went to the v festival or whatever it is yeah, and then yeah. how did it go blah 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 just taking a little bit of time to have that level of um person personally personally actually talking to them based on what they they are doing on their day-to-day basis so it's not just like oh here's a spreadsheet or here's an email with the questions fill them in and send it back so it's a more more to that do you know what i mean yeah awesome awesome so um i've got two questions to basically wrap things up luke so unless you've got anything that you think that you'd have liked to have spoken about or you'd have liked to have mentioned you've given a lot of i'm not going to say knowledge bombs you've given a lot of incredible um uh, advice and data for people to have and we've been on a call for almost two hours so i think might have to split it into two um but yeah any anything more you wanted to add at all luke Mm. 
mate i think what would be good is if we got people to listen in that and because there's no point me assuming that i've answered everything or that i haven't answered anything so i think what what would be good is 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 for the listeners or viewers to actually go through this and in the com where's this going on youtube it will go on youtube yeah it'll be on itunes but yeah the comment section will be on youtube primarily so yeah yeah so just in the youtube comments if you've got follow-up questions put them there me and aj can jump back on maybe have a shorter version and then i could just answer them i think that'd be more valuable to people i agree yeah that'd be great awesome so final sort of two questions for you luke is um i'd I'd love to know your opinion on this in terms of uh, online coaching uh, developing and growing as a as a product and a service that we can give where do you sort of see things heading uh, in the future and you know maybe let's do the whole five years time thing where do you see online coaching heading uh, and w- what do you think that might change in the future at all i think as the world progresses and social media and apps and stuff like that i think there will be more bigger companies eventually creating their own apps um to control clients which will enable them to and that's the thing that's the the, both the good thing and the bad thing because it means you can help more people but then you'd need to hire people so they'd be like happy people where they they had their their you might have one client coach whose job is just to be in control of these 30 people and then another coach with these other 30 people and then going that way so i see it going to more they're they're more of maybe uh maybe group online coaching for automated like automated at all or more group? more auto, more automation i think i think there will be group coaching for the weight loss industry okay. i think that yeah, yeah, yeah. i think because at the moment we're looking at online coaching for like people who follow you and obviously shredded by science and other people yeah, 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 they yeah, yeah. they already know about training and nutrition so i think there will be a company which comes out with an online think of like weight watchers but online Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, if I had to take a step, hopefully, like five years time, this happens, and then I'll be like Gary B when he goes back on his version, like, yeah, I fucking said that, like, in 2017, <laughs> and it's 2021. Um, so I think there will, I think it will progress into more of a automated app-based thing with algorithms, even like Helms on that Fit Genie app and stuff like that, yeah, where yeah, yeah, yeah. you put in this stuff like that and it works that, like, there's. There's things you can automate, but if you automate too much, it, you just lose a personal touch. But I still think there is anything which reduces the time on what you spend on like programming or adjusting things here and there. If you can get an algorithm to sort of pre-program it itself, but then you have an individual to be like, no, that is silly. I don't know what's happening there. But having someone to look after it, so I think an app-based, something which is going to be like Weight Watchers, like slim slimming world focusing on the big market because that's where the, that's where the money's at and that's where mm. the people we need to help the most um because we always complain about oh these this person here or that person here but again when you look at this per some people are helping tens of thousands of people we're only helping 30 people mm. do you know what i mean so i think definitely going to more app-based um algorithms and stuff like that and then having like a service where you'd have specific people which are just computers and maybe just data collection people with and then there's maybe like a fitness person who oversees it um and then they make adjustments accordingly um that's where i sort of see it going i think for it to scale it has to go that way um just from a a business standpoint um yeah more into the weight loss industry uh, and more of like an educating 
gamertizing it a little bit. Do you know, like Pokemon Go, something like that with fitness, <laughs> where and I actually thought about this as well. Was like you could do it like a, 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 a at home thing where you okay. could have an app and you could give them their programs via the app. They can yeah. download it. They can do it as they go. Yeah. Um, they can listen to the music they want to listen to and they complete the exercises I think definitely more home based shit as well Yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff at home body weight stuff um, an app which does that but then as they hit their things so it's like, you know, like my fitness pal like you've logged in 7 days in a row or 1010 yeah. days in a row yeah. I think something along those lines but then what you could game, gamif- gamify in it so that when they train they have their own little avatar and as they they sell it up as in I'm five foot ten and I'm X amount of weight and I'm this size dress size, and then you could even have it so that people pay money where they can actually change their clothes and shit like that. And as they train and as their body changes, their avatar changes with them. So then you've got like a, a Pokemon Go fitness type of thing as well, where it could be they go to certain places and they have certain challenges and stuff like that. So I think definitely like a, a gamification yeah. app at home where they can literally purchase clothing <laughs> for their for their things. So think about Sims meets Pokemon Go. Incredible. I think I think if that if that comes out then we'll have to drag that that clip out of the podcast. Yeah, and, no, uh, I, mean, I want some I want a cut on whoever done this. You will be I might even do it, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll I like, we'll I like new projects. <laughs> well, wicked. Um that is that is pretty much us wrapped up so um i'd I'd like to really really thank you for uh, dedicating like so much time out of your day luke i really really appreciate it um and yeah unless you've got anything else to add um then uh, obviously uh luke you know i'll leave all links to luke etc website etc in the in in the notes below and i'll also structure some show notes for this podcast as well so if you feel like you missed a bit or you'd like to listen to a bit again then then you can you can go back and find that um but yeah that's that's pretty much it anything anything else to add luke uh no just only follow shredded by science if you're keen fitness enthusiast or your personal trainer absolutely that's it do not follow it if you're not one of those two things. Yeah, um, if you're not one of them, I don't want you. Sorry. You'll be, you'll be blocked. You'll be blocked. My, my, yeah, <laughs> not blocked, no. <laughs> but my, most people listening to your podcast probably are a similar sort of avatar they where they can get value from, so that's all good. Absolutely. Cool. Well, uh, thanks again to sort of anyone that has listened to this. Um, if it's in two parts, then obviously thank you for listening to part one. Thanks for listening to part two. And uh, give the video a like on, on YouTube. As we said previously, if you've got any more questions or, or uh, queries for me or Luke, then leave them in the comments below. We'll get back and answer them. Um, but other than that, um, subscribe on iTunes as well uh, if you haven't already. And uh, we will see you back for uh, episode... It will be episode 22 probably or 23, depending on which we call this. So, um, yeah, thanks again, guys, and see you in the next episode. Thanks, Luke. Cheers, AJ. Cool. Wicked.